You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. Sometimes God has put certain things in front of us, but we keep looking for something else. 1 Samuel 16, 6 and 7, it says, It came to pass when they were come, he looked on Eli and said, Surely, I, I see his head shaking. Hey, ba, 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 sir. Hey, yay, yay, yay. Surely, the Lord's anointed is before him. And the Lord said, Look not on the countenance. Shut up, shut up. Watch this. Prophet, you're about to miss it. <laughs> you're about to, the prophet can, yeah, the prophet can miss it. We know a prophet can miss it. Jesus says to Peter, Jesus said, who do men say that I am? Nobody said, Peter stood up, anointed by the Spirit of God, said, I know who you are. Thou art the Christ. Thou art the Son of the living God. Jesus said, oh, you got it, Peter. Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. My Father, which is in heaven, the Holy Spirit revealed this to you. And I say, thou art Peter upon this rock, which not mean, does not mean Peter, upon the revelation that I am the Christ. I am the savior of the world. Upon this rock I build my church, gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And he began to tell them how he's going to be betrayed, be betrayed and how he's going to be prosecuted and persecuted and all that. And, and Peter said, get, get behind me. I mean, Jesus, Jesus, Peter says to Jesus, that ain't going to never happen to you, Jesus. I'll make sure. And Jesus says to Peter, get behind me. Thou savest not the things of God, but the things of the flesh. He said, what you said before was by God. What you're saying now is the devil. Get behind me, Satan. Wait a minute. One minute he's speaking by God, for God. Next time, because there's a, it's a thin line between anointing and flesh. It's a thin line. Y'all know I just remember songs. It's a thin line. One minute you can be in the spirit, next minute you're in the flesh. The prophet hears God. He knows God told him to go to Jesse House, but he, now he's going too far because now he's being led by his senses, by what he sees. And we walk by faith, not by sight. Surely the Lord's anointed before him. The Lord said, look not on his countenance, on the height of his stature. Don't look at how fine he is. Don't look at how tall he is because I have refused him. The Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks it out with appearance. God looks on the heart. Saul was about to choose based upon physical attractiveness and human criteria. Don't look on his countenance, that's his face. Don't look on his stature, that's the height or his physique. How often have we decided not to wait on God or be led by the Holy Spirit because we see something or someone that we find attractive? It looks good to us, just the way we like it, just the way we like him. Just like we, like we like her. And this is not just about physical relationships. It could be about an opportunity. Yeah. It could be like in my case when I, we went to Maine in 1986, uh, a year after we got married. Master pregnant with our first son Chandler. The truth is I, it looked good to me from the outside. And if I just would even open my eyes a little wider. I realized this ain't even good, but it's something I wanted. It seemed like a good opportunity, a fresh start, new money. Marcia says, you know, I'm supposed to be going to, going to Maine and live, work for my rich uncle. 
We get there, and he got a, he got a little two-door um, Ford Escort for us to rent from Rent-A-Wreck. Not Avis, not Hertz, Rent-A-Wreck. He puts us up in the cheapest hotel right by a paper mill. If any of y'all have, know anything about that, it smells so bad. I didn't know anything about the paper mill. And Martha said, <laughs> I think we're being duped. <laughs> he said, if, if, <laughs> if he got so much money, why he, why he give us this little piece of car? Why are we in this hotel rather than downtown over here by the paper mill? I said, see, <laughs> see, that's why black people don't have nothing. See, because we want to be spending all our money all day. This is how rich people do it. <laughs> You got to save your money. Yeah. Even though I was broke, I really knew better than that. I'm, I'm just trying to justify because it looked like something I want. Y'all know when it looks like something we want, we'll come up with every justification why this must be God. Trying to make it work. Sometimes we just want something or someone that appeals to our flesh. It appears to our ego. It appears to our pride. Samuel assumed that God was going to choose somebody that looked like Saul. Samuel assumed God was going to choose someone that looked like Saul. Look at, look at 1 Peter, I mean, excuse me, 1 Samuel 9, verse 2. He sees Eliab. He said, oh, surely this, this must be Saul's replacement. This must be the next king. 1 Samuel 9, where we introduce to Saul, the first king. It says about his father, he says, and he had a son whose name was Saul. He was a choice young man and goodly. And there was none among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his shoulders upward, he was higher than any of the people. Y'all see that? I mean, you're talking about flattering scripture. He must, sisters, he must have looked like Denzel. He must have looked like uh, Mario Peoples or something, depending on how you like him. Okay, let, 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 me, let me go back to some of my older women. The young people ain't going to know who I'm talking about. He must look like Billy D. Williams. A couple of mothers waved their hand on that one. Young people said, who? Mother Bailey used to have this thing for Charlie Pride. Y'all remember Charlie Pride? Charlie Pride was a, was a black country singer. She used to see him. She said, she used to look at him. I could see the lust all in mother's eyes. He'd be on TV. She said, he is so good looking. Don't you think he's so handsome? Listen to that scripture, 1 Samuel 9 and 2, New Living Translation. It says, he, his son Saul was the most handsome man in Israel. Head and shoulders taller than anyone else in the land. Surely this is, this is him. Message translation says, there was none finer. He literally stood head and shoulders above the crowd. All this physical stuff. And he was chosen to be the first one. And yet, now, 
As Saul is going to choose the next king, God said, we ain't doing that no more. I, I, I ain't done with these good-looking people. Mm-hmm. We, we ain't doing that no more. Because, see, they, they, get, they start smelling themselves. They're in the mirror all the time. They don't pay attention on the Zoom meeting because they just always fixing their head. God says, no, Sam. That's Samuel. No, Sam. Sam uh, uh, Romans 8, 14 tells us the men are led by what? The spirit that is sons of God. This is a, to be a person of character, you're going to be led by your spirit. And to connect with character, you've got to be led by your spirit, not by physical appearance. Now, Samuel was getting ready to choose somebody that God was refusing. But there was another Sam. There's another Samuel in the scripture who had the same issues. We had Samuel. In Judges 14, we read about another Sam. His name was Samsung. Not Samsung, like your phone. <laughs> Samsung. S-A-M-S-O-N. Judges 14, 1 through 3. And Samson, must have been something that Sam. And Samson went down to Timnath, and he saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. She had tattoos all over her body. Snakes, flowers, lips, hips, thigh, both breasts. I just imagine what she looked like. The daughters of the Philistines, verse 2. And he came up and told his father and his mother, he said, I have seen a woman. Her name is Bertha. Bertha, no, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going, I'm going way back. Y'all ain't going to remember that one. I'm really, t- I'm really showing my age if I, if I go there. <laughs> I've seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me to wife. Wait, he don't know this woman? Get her. Go get her. I, that needs to be my wife. Because he saw her. He didn't know her. He didn't know anything about her character. All he knows, she looks good to me. All of us, if you live long enough, you'll find everything that looks good to you ain't good for you. That's, what, that's why I can hear y'all now. Some of you say, now my next husband, he got to be real ugly. I, I need to be a good, decent, ugly man. And I went for fine before. Fine ain't divine. That no good so-and-so. Lord, send me a good ugly man who be glad I married him. And vice versa for the women. Look, look at verse 3. His father and mother said to him, is there never, oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is there never a woman among the daughters of Philistine and among your own people that you could take wife that you will go take the wife of an uncircumcised Philistine. This wasn't his first time seeing one of these freaky women. He said, is there never? You can't find one good woman in the church? Is there never a woman who serves God that you would be attracted to? Is there never? You can't ever, ever, never find a holy woman, a covenant woman, Somebody with the same values as you. Somebody you don't have to convince to come to church. 
Somebody who you can speak in tongues aloud around. What you say? Nothing. Is there never a woman among your own people that you got to go take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistine? And Samuel said to his father, go get her. Just get her for me. I want her. Get her for me. Spoiled brat. Get her for me, for she pleases me well. What did she please? His eyes. What did she please? His flesh. Now, this Samson, he later chose to put his head in the lap of another physically pleasing woman with poor character. Her name was Delilah. Because he had an issue of just being led by his flesh, which always got him in bad situations. Your flesh will get you in some bad, come on, anybody was a witness? Your flesh will get you in a bad, some bad situations. We were, uh, my, my daughter, my son-in-law's birthday was Thursday night, so my daughter did something real special for her husband. And so she does what we would consider home fellowship group virtually. She does what they call connect, connect groups at her church. And she does one for young couples, okay, which most of them are either married or engaged, and they and they happen to be ha, happen to be uh, one of them in there who was who was um, uh, they had been just dating a couple months, which I thought was a little strange, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my point here, uh, and we, we got we got to talking about what God's requirements should be for a spouse. And I could see that she was, her, her eyes were, were being opened up to realize that you just can't go by what you see. Samson later chose to put his head in the lap of another woman, Delilah. Our flesh will get us in some bad situations. You'll get catfished. Because your eyes see something. I mean, they, 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 do, they do these stories now on 60 Minutes and Primetime. It's usually older women because they want to be loved so bad. They ain't seen somebody. He's supposed to be this, supposed to be that. Just all of a sudden, he's in an emergency situation, and you wonder if you can send him $1,000. And then can you send him $10,000? And before you got all these women who ain't never seen a man, Never even saw him, who in some cases given them all their life savings, all their retirement, hundreds of thousands of dollars, because they never saw him, but they saw a physical, they probably used my picture or something. <laughs> somebody did try to do that to me. Somebody sent, somebody sent it to me. Somebody, somebody had my face on one of these dating websites. I didn't I know, I know that fine. Yeah, seriously, and, 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 they, and they, they sent it to me, and they had to, had to report it. Character, y'all. Character is determined also by how you think, by your thoughts. Proverbs 23, 6 and 7. Proverbs 23, 6 and 7 says, Eat not thou the bread of him that hath an evil eye, neither desire thou his dainties. He said, you're around somebody, and we, we, we all know the next scripture. You're around somebody who look like they got it going on, and they invite you to eat with them. He said, but be careful eating with, some, with certain people. Verse 7, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. 
Not, not what it looks like, but as he thinks in his what? In his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he saith to you, but his heart is not with you. He's saying eat, eat whatever you want, but he got another agenda. What he's saying is not really who he is. What you see is not what you're really getting. Because as he thinks, that's who he really is. Not as he looks. As he what? As a man thinking. So God, when God, when he talks about, God talks about what's in our heart, God, man sees the outward opinion, God judges the heart. He's also, God sees how we think. God sees our thoughts. Do you all realize that God destroyed the earth with the flood during Noah's day? Not, the Bible says, merely because they were committing adultery, not because they were stealing money, not because they were cussing. Genesis 6 and 5 says, God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of his thoughts, of his heart, were only evil continually. God destroyed the earth, that first generations of the earth, because of evil thoughts. Now, I'm going deeper here now. Beyond their physique, beyond what they look, God judged the thoughts. Because y'all need to understand that people of poor character are not thinking about God. People of poor character are not thinking about God. They're thinking about their own needs, their own desires, their own goals, their own ambitions. They are not thinking about God. Psalms 10 and 4 says, the wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. Why? God is not in all his thoughts. Another translation could better say, God is not in his thoughts at all. He's going after what he wants. God's not in his thoughts. That verse from the New, New, New International Version says, In his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there's no room for God. There are some people, y'all, who have such poor character, there is no room for God. They amplified that same verse. The wicked one in the pride of his countenance will not seek, inquire for, or yearn for God. All his thoughts are that there is no God, so he never punishes. He said, I ain't, I ain't worried about God. You know, people are debating today. I was listening to something the other day, and I even said to Minister Sean the other night, we were talking about study after church. You know, people debating about whether there's a hell or not. Hell is right here. I just believe there's a hotter place. I ain't going to try to convince you all I know I ain't going. Okay? Every time people talk about how hot it is in South Carolina, we used to grow up and say, there is a hotter place. Stop complaining. There is a hotter place. Okay? And, and I, I have to be honest with you. I told you all when I first got saved, even as a child, boy, they scared the hell out of me. I did not want to go. Okay, preachers to preach about it all the time. And I got saved in part because I want to go to heaven and I want to miss hell. But can I tell you, I've been saved for a long time. I ain't worried about hell. I'm thinking about hell. I want to serve the Lord. I really, I really love the Lord. Come on now. I, re I really love, I'm not, I'm not really scared of the Lord. 
I'm not just trying to make heaven my home so I can miss hell. I love the Lord. I will please him because he's been too good to me not to please him. I will serve him because he's been too good to me not to serve him. I will live for him because he died for me. You have, your relationship with God should evolve to the point that this ain't about hell. This is about I love the Lord. God is in my thoughts. Not hell in my thoughts. God's in my thoughts. I want to please God. I want the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable of the, in his sight. I want to please him because if I please him, he'll make my enemies to be at peace with me. I want to serve him because he desires that I prosper and be in health even as my soul prospers. I want to serve him because he wants to give me an abundant life. That to the full, to the overflow. I'm not scared of hell. I love the Lord. Got to get beyond just being scared of God and fear the Lord. To reverence him. Your thoughts, y'all, will affect your character. Your thoughts affect your character and then it's going to manifest in your behavior. Matthew 15, 19, 20. Jesus said this, out of the heart precedes evil thoughts. Where? Out of the what? Heart. So man looks at that with appearance, but God looks at the heart because I know what thoughts are in your heart. For out of the heart precedes evil thoughts. Now, it really should be a colon there. And the other translation make it plain. Out of the heart preceded evil thoughts, colon. Thoughts of murder, thoughts of adultery, thoughts of fornication, thoughts of thievery, Thoughts of false being fought witness, uh, blasphemies, blasphemies. These are the things that defile a man. So, uh, wait a minute. So I can be looking, I mean, I can be dripping, as young people say. Got it together, head to toe. And I look right, and everything looks in order. But in my heart, I got murder and adultery and fornication and thievery, and false witnesses, and blasphemy. These are the things that defile a man, even though it looks good on the outside. But to eat with unwashing hands, that's not defiling man. The context was, they said, Jesus, we watch y'all. Y'all sound like he didn't even wash your hands. Jesus said, it's about what's inside. It ain't about merely washing your hands. That verse from Amplified says, out of the heart comes evil thoughts, reasonings, Disputing and design, such as murder, adultery, sexual vice, theft, false witnessing, slander, and irreverent speech. It starts where? In the heart. So, so your heart affects your, your character, is determined by your heart and your thoughts, and your thoughts are going to manifest itself in behavior. That's why it's not merely enough, y'all, for us to just try to clean ourselves up on the outside. We got to get the thought right. Because as a man thinking, so is he. Oh, no, I got to go deep here. So I will never really stop committing adultery if I don't think adultery is wrong. Hmm. I'll never be faithful if I don't think that unfaithfulness is wrong. I really won't stop stealing if I don't think there's anything wrong with stealing. Hmm. I'll never... Discipline my flesh from all its desires if I don't think God created a man to be with a woman and a woman to be with a man and none other. 
It's the thinking. And a lot of times, we're trying to get folks to change behavior. They ain't never thought differently about this. Mr. Bailey used to say, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. So if we're really going to change our behavior, you got to start with, with the, so we have to start with the inside. So you, stop, stop asking God to bring his word down to the level of your life. Well, it must not mean that. Well, God doesn't understand. This is 2020. No, stop trying to bring God's word down to the level of your life and bring your, your life up to the level of his word. So what's going to have to happen is Romans 12 and 2. I, got to be, I, I can't be conformed to the world. I've got to be transformed, get my mind renewed so my, my thoughts now start lining up with his thoughts. Let the wicked man forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. God said, I'll receive you. You've got to ask God to change the way you think. Some of us, we, we lived this way so long. Everybody in our family lived this way. This is what we did. And now you come to a church like this and I'm preaching this stuff. Well, that ain't how you thought. I'm preaching about tithing and you've been in the church since, since you was a, a, a little boy, little girl, and talking about just giving God some dues. And now start explaining that tithe is the one dime out of every dollar. But then first you got to change your thoughts. You have to ask God, God, give me your thoughts. Help me to think like you think. I don't need you to think like me. I got to think like you. I want the mind of Christ so I can live out your word. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. Your thoughts are going to manifest itself in behavior. God created man with this capacity to create what we think about long enough. In that context I read before, the thoughts of man were continuously evil, and then they thought to build a tower up to heaven, and God came down and saw what they're about to build. He said, they're people of one mind, of, of one speech, and nothing that they imagine to do will be re restrained from them. Anything you think about long enough, you're going to find a way to do it. That's why you will find there's a high correlation between rapists and people who indulge in pornography. There's a high, there, 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 there's a high preponderance of the evidence that those who are involved in a lot of sexual explicit stuff are also people who are involved in pornography. Why? Because the pornography affects the thoughts. Are y'all with me here? So we got to deal with things that are at the thought level. See, when Jesus came along, they were used to just dealing with behavior. They said, well, Jesus, um, uh, uh. Is it, is it okay for us to get divorced? Trying to trick him. Always trying to get him to go against the law. Because Moses said, we're able to get divorced. He said, well, no, it wasn't so, so, and so in the beginning. So let me go back to God's original intent. God's plan. In the words of Drake. Let's go back to God's plan. He said, that's not how God ordained it to be from the beginning. Therefore shall a man be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And then he goes on, he said, well, let me go a little deeper. He said, you say it's wrong to commit adultery, to actually physically have physical sex with somebody that's not your wife or your husband. He said, but I'm going to go deeper than that. He that looketh on a woman for lust after her in his heart has already committed adultery. They're dealing at the physical level. Jesus deals with the heart or the thoughts. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. 
To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.